on. Boom, there it is, ladies and gents. We are live Ooh. a few minutes late, but that's okay. We're still here. That's so all. let's get the show on the road. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Rose. Yeah, it is time to drop the heat. Dropping that heat. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like. Give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited, so honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is a fellow entrepreneur and podcaster who shows people how to build a business on a bootstrapped budget. In fact, she started an online business with just $5, making Abe Lincoln proud. Now she's helping people make podcasting as easy and seamless as possible. Everything a podcast needs can be found right here. Audio and video editing, social media and blog graphics, show notes and transcriptions, and of course, hosting and distribution are made easy all in this one place. We're so excited to hear and learn from the founder and CEO of Podseam and host of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Welcome to the show, Sarah St. John. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> let's just cut to the chase right here podcaster helping people develop podcasts now you're on the business bro show and we take things to a whole new level so what do you think of the show so far that was just like two minutes in i am impressed i love it i the all the sound effects the videos the logos i mean this is I feel like I'm on a like a an actual show that's on TV. <laughs> well good, that's exactly what we want. Oh, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Well, I forgot to tell you about that. So let me let me uh first premise this. Um, I love the whole concept of podcasting. I got into the space because I thought, you know what? Uh, podcasting is a good way to start to build, uh, a, a, you know, my name a little bit. My mentor at the time, my real estate mentor, had a podcast, daily podcasting. He was like, "You need to do it." I started getting introduced to Gary V's content, and he's like, "If you're in business, you need to have a podcast." So, of course, I followed suit. I had no clue what to do at the beginning. I probably couldn't even spell podcast, but we got into it anyway. Six hundred and eighty-two episodes down the road, our show looks like this. What are you finding, especially after 2020, when there's so many more people starting a podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree that it's, especially for business owners, that it's important to have a podcast. I feel like at a certain point, it's going to be almost expected, kind of like every business needs a website. I think every business is going to need a podcast because just the exposure that you get uh, I mean, just the podcast directories themselves are search engines, essentially. And now Google is transcribing podcast episodes automatically. And 
and now Amazon is in the podcasting space and all of this. It's just like, and we all know Spotify with, with their hundred million dollar deal with Joe Rogan and buying different companies left and right. It, it's apparent that it's gonna that it is blowing up. I mean, just in the past year, uh, the podcast numbers have doubled. Roads, well, we're going. We don't need roads. There, is, there is no limit to where we're going right now. I mean, this is this is one of those things where, uh, and and I hundred percent agree with you. This is um almost a mandatory thing, and it's it's not so much that it has to be a podcast. Really, really, what it comes down to is content creation, right? You have to if you if you are existing in the world today, which involves the internet you have to have that long tail effect like you know uh, I, I um I, I still do real estate on the side right and so uh, I came across somebody that needed to list their property and they were going to list with another agent and my advice to, to them was look I don't know who that other agent is but do me a favor google their name and then google my name and then when you see the difference then that's the, that shows you right then and there that I have more exposure, I have more marketing experience, I can expose your property to more buyers and sellers just because of that content. And it I'm your huckleberry. That's exactly what happened. What are you telling people when they get ready to start a podcast and they have this idea that they're going to be the next Joe Rogan and then two, three episodes in, they don't get the download numbers they were looking for? Oh, yeah. Um, I think the average, they say, you know, three years is the average before you really start to see exponential growth and income and, and opportunities and things like that. So, I mean, you really have to stick to it. Uh, you can't expect, you know, to be 10 episodes in and to have made it or whatever. Um, so I think that is one problem people have is the the pod fading where they'll start it and then they'll just get, they'll assume that, you know, they'll be big right away and have all these clients right away, but you have to be consistent and determined and persistent to, to keep going because it is a long tail game. <laughs> and really, I mean, even if you're only getting, you know, maybe a hundred downloads or whatever per episode, let's say, um, I mean, they always say, well, if you were asked to speak, at say a conference and there were a hundred people in the room i mean How that would feel? yeah exactly so just think of it that way and then that number sounds a lot bigger than you know when you're not thinking in those terms like just yeah. looking at it as a number and it's not just that either like you know one of the greatest things i found i mean okay so we do an episode every single day right monday through friday and it's not the easiest thing to continue to want to do those different things john you're exactly right consistency persistent determined that's exactly what we got to do right and so but at the beginning, nobody listened. My mom listened because mom loves us, right? So mom's definitely going to listen to the show. But other people weren't listening. But the benefit was once I started doing interviews, it was about episode 90-ish or something, we started doing interviews. Um, all of a sudden, that opened the door to a bunch of other things. So yes, our audience started to grow. Yes, our download numbers started to increase. But more importantly, I started to network with people that I never would have communicated with in the past. To get like a five-minute sales call was damn near impossible. Nine out of ten people said no. But when I asked them to be on my podcast, they wouldn't give me five minutes. They give me like 45 minutes, an hour of their time. And now I have this relationship built. What, what, do, you, what do you think about using podcasting as a networking tool? Oh, definitely. I mean, if if for nothing else, that's definitely a 
positive side of uh, podcasting or, uh, you know, when people start to get frustrated or down or whatever about their numbers or they're not getting any clients or they're not seeing any kind of success. Well, what about the networking and the relationships that they're building? Um, I was actually surprised when I started my podcast because it was actually the plan wasn't for it to be a long term thing. It was actually going to be a an extra marketing avenue for a book that I was coming out with. But I was getting more leverage and traction with the podcast and building relationships and connections with who I was having on the show. And then and now I'm starting to guest on shows and making connections and relationships that way. And I mean, like you said, you just the connections that you make, like, for example, I was a guest on a podcast recently and he just reached out to me earlier this or last week, I guess, asking if I could speak or present at a podcasting conference, an online one that he's doing and just stuff like that. You just don't know or expect those types of things to happen. And, and there's a few people I've met that I'm kind of contemplating, like, I feel like I should, uh, do some kind of joint venture of some sort with them because of the connection we made and things like that. It's amazing how uh, it's, it's almost like dating professional dating, right? <laughs> you get to meet somebody, you talk to them for like 30, 45 minutes and sometimes you hit it off and it, it grows into something that you never thought would happen. And sometimes it's like, yeah, that was good. And then you know what? I'm not going to call this person back. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really that good. Right. Or maybe the personalities didn't jive, but you still, Exactly. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We, we, we can uh, re reconvene sometime in the future. Or right, well, let's, let's do this. Let's talk. Let's, let's share with the audience some practical, tactical things that they can do. If they're interested in starting a podcast, where do you start? Like, how do I get started? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is you actually need a podcast host. You need a place to host your files. Um, and really that's the only expense. A lot of people assume that, podcasting is expensive because they're imagining broadcast studios at radio stations. But, and I do recommend a professional um, microphone of some sort. I have an ATR 2100, which was I think 60 or 80 bucks. So aside from that, and that's a USB that you plug right into your computer, hosting it can range from, you know, five to 20 a month on average. So it's really affordable to get started. And then um, as far as actually recording and editing and all of that, one tool that has recently, oh, I've been using it recently. It's called Descript. I love uh, Descript. Oh, it does everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Let me, let me, before we go into Descript. So, uh, hosting for you, ladies and gentlemen that don't understand what that means. Think of it like this. If you have a car, you need to park this car, this car in a garage somewhere. Now, if you park your car in your own garage, nobody can see it. It's parked in your own garage. But if you put it in like a, a museum or like Jay Leno's garage and all of a sudden everybody can go and tour it, that's what you're doing. You're taking your MP3 file, your car, and you're placing it in this garage that's being distributed to everybody else. That's what hosting is. So your file has to live somewhere and it's got to be able to have access where other people can have access to it. Now, when. Are you not entertained? This is not why you are here. 
Yeah, exactly, because you want to have access to all this stuff. So, uh, yes, there are platforms that you can go to and they they charge. But if you want to do a free platform, there's also Anchor.fm. That's another platform that you can use that's free of charge. Now, let's jump into that editing because Miss St. John was about to jump into something really cool here. Descript is, so first of all, super inexpensive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can use it for free. Um, the plan that I have is like 15 bucks a month. Uh, because it, it offers a few extra th- um, things and whatnot. And what I love about Descript, you can record directly into it, or you could use, I started out using Audacity, which is a free uh, software, mm-hmm. but Descript, you can record directly into it. Uh, but what I mainly use it for is uh, the editing and transcriptions, because you can bring in a file and it'll automatically trans transcribe it and then you can edit the audio from the transcript so you can like in one click you can remove ums and uhs and and things of that nature and they're always coming out with new features like now you can do video i believe i haven't tried that yet but uh, <laughs> i'm planning to and you can do like audiograms and these different type <gasps> <laughs> but that's so true look I've, I've tried other things. Okay, so I use Adobe Premiere Pro for video editing, right? And I bumped into Descript because I was looking on YouTube. I was like, how do I get subtitles? They suck. Like trying to create subtitles was the most uh, time-consuming thing you could possibly do. And your video needs subtitles. Like anytime you do a clip, there's, you know, 80% of the population is watching the videos in mute. So you need to have the subtitles so they know what you're talking about. And so I bumped into Descript and the cool thing was I uploaded the video. It transcribed it. I downloaded the SRT file and I literally dragged it onto my timeline and poof, my subtitles were there. When I realized how easy that was, oh, that was a no brainer. And then, that's good. One less thing. Then they made it even easier. So what you were describing about editing in one click, ladies and gentlemen, okay, look, editing video, if you guys know what that's like, there's a timeline, you cut little pieces out, you move them around, all that stuff. With Descript, it's like taking a Word document and then as you move your words around, it will move the video around for you. It like cuts those things out for you. It's it's super impressive. And they just keep adding more and more tools, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, um, what do they call it? Overdub, I think, where you can record, part, you, you record something and then it somehow, you know, figures out what your voice sounds like so that if you're wanting to add some extra words or a sentence or something that you had forgotten to or whatever you can put that in there and it'll fill it in for you with a pretty close accurate you know your voice basically is what it sounds like. i wasn't aware that was something a person could do really quickly and easily we could do that that's right all right, Miss St. John, let's talk a little bit about adding the video portion because here's the comment that I see on Facebook all the time. Is a podcast video or audio only, right? So let me hear your take on that. Yeah, I hear that all the time too, especially with like the older generation they that aren't as familiar with technology and podcasting and whatnot. Um, so in the general sense of the word, it's audio but a lot of people like what you're doing and i'm thinking about doing this as well is doing video and then you know taking the mp3 from the video and putting that into a podcast turning it into a podcast that way you're content repurposing and then yeah you can turn that into audiograms and show notes and blog posts and all kinds of things uh clips and whatnot but 
yeah so the, to get the most bang for your buck or whatever you want to call it is to start with video and then take the audio from the video for the podcast but then take the video and put it on like youtube or um you know and you could even create ads out of it and whatnot video ads so that's that's something i'm starting to look into actually <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about that because let's face it. I mean, we said if you're in business earlier, we said if you're in business, you're most likely going to need a podcast. Like this is like they go hand in hand. And the main reason is because if you're in business, you need to have a marketing plan. You need to get in front of people and tell them what it is you do. And in today's society, if you don't show up on my on my feed, you are invisible. I don't even know what's going on with you because you're not showing up. Uh, and so having content on a regular basis is a must. Now, can I make money from podcasting? Is there a way for me to make a revenue stream from this alone aside from my business or in tandem with my business? What do you think, Ms. St. John? Sure. So people who make money directly from the podcast generally need, you know, a, a big podcast that's hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode, um, you know, like Joe Rogan or whatever, because then the advertisers are more interested in you. Like they have certain requirements. Um, but there's plenty of ways to make money kind of indirectly, or like you said, in tandem with the podcast. And that's more what I recommend where you have different, maybe products or services on the back end that you reference uh, or have a call to action in your podcast. Um, or, you could even create merch. Um, I have a friend who has a podcast, but it's uh, it's not a business podcast. It's just one for fun. So the only way she really can make money is with merch. And so there's that avenue. Also affiliate marketing, where you might be talking, like, for example, we were talking about Descript. Well, currently they don't even have, <laughs> I keep bugging them about it. I'm like, when are you going to get the affiliate link? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been bugging them like, monthly at least anyway they, they they keep saying they're working on it but um so like for example let's say they did have one you could you know m make a pretty link if you have wordpress anyway um where it's like your website.com forward slash descript or whatever and then that could go to your affiliate link to their website or you could do like a blog post or something like that about it, that it could go there. There's different ways you could do it with affiliate marketing. Um, most of the episodes I do are interviews, but there are some that I do that are solo episodes where I'm talking about a particular, like I did a, an episode on Kartra and Sendfox because I, I really recommend and enjoy those uh, products. And so um, but then, so I create a blog post to go along with the podcast episode. Um, and I would say forward slash, you know, send Fox, for example. And then that would either take them to the blog post or directly to the site and your affiliate link is attached to it. So there's ways to make money in that way. You could recommend a book, um, and use an Amazon affiliate link. Uh, for the book and the nice thing about Amazon affiliate is that they don't even have to purchase the book they could click the link and then uh, end up buying a tv for all you know and you get commission on that as well not just the book or even if they don't buy the book so there's a bunch of different ways to make money 
with a podcast that isn't directly like sponsorships or ads or things like that. I love the whole idea of the affiliate link. So ladies and gents, if you don't know what an affiliate link is, basically it's your earning commission on the sale of somebody else's product. So you don't have to create the product. You don't have to ship the product. You never even have to see the product. I mean, hopefully you have because you're you're promoting it, right? But in essence, when, when you're talking about this particular product, then somebody else clicks on that link, you're earning that commission. So this is where for me, when I see people on TikTok talking about Amazon made me buy this, Right. And then you watch the video and you're like, oh, I really do need that. And what do you do? You go to their bio or you go to that particular feed, you click on that link and you go out and buy it. That person is earning a commission. That is the power of an affiliate link. So maybe you don't want to get into creating a product or developing stuff. You know, uh, Miss St. John mentioned merch, right? So merch is something pretty simple. We've, and we do the same thing. You see that logo behind me. Actually, it's on this side, right? You see that logo behind me. I can take that logo and I can go to Teespring, which I, which I can, right? Which we actually do create, just upload it. And now I have t-shirts and sweaters and cell phone covers and all kinds of cool stuff. And just send your people to that area. Hey, if you're interested in buying a business bros t-shirt, go over to Teespring and drop your link wherever it needs to be. And you start earning that stuff. I never have to print the t-shirt. I never have to ship the t-shirt. I don't have to worry about your size or if you don't like it and you got to send it back because it's something they got to change. I don't deal with that either. It all gets done by these third parties. All right, Miss St. John, what about- We're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. That's right, right? All right, but what if we do have a business? What is a good approach when creating a podcast so that it kind of fuels my business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the whole no like, and trust. Um, a lot of people, you know, they might have a book or even a YouTube channel, and, you know, the, the person's getting to know you a little bit that way, um, but the thing with like books and YouTube videos and whatnot is that someone's whole focus has to be on that. And with as busy as everybody is all the time, then the nice thing about podcasting is people can multitask. So they are much more likely to listen to an hour long podcast while they're driving or doing the dishes or whatever. uh, And they're getting to know you better. So there's more no like and trust that's built And, uh, you know, you can, I know some people who will do like coaching calls on their podcast. Uh, so then, you know, they might get clients that way. If they're a coach or consultant, they might get clients that way. Like they hear how good of a job that person did helping that other person. (laughs) And so, um, or if you have, let's say you do have a book that you're wanting to sell, um, and, and they know how knowledgeable you are on a topic based on your podcast episodes, then they're more likely to buy your book or, um, you know, whatever it might be, but your service. Um, and so, yeah, you're, and you're exactly right. It's about building that trust factor, right? Uh, you know, you, here's the, the thing, you know, when I was growing up and we talked about creating a brand, we were talking about Tide, Nike, Coca-Cola, right? We were talking about these big things. Today, brands are way more relevant, way more important, and way smaller. You and I have our own individual brand. Whether you know it or not, if you're the type of person who is not posting on the internet, guess what? Your brand is non-existent. It's just you. You're the guy that doesn't post anything, right? And so nobody can get a hold of you. Nobody can contact you. Nobody even really knows what you do. 
But in your small circle of influence, if you're constantly posting stuff out there, people are going to, A, realize that you're showing up every day. B, they're going to realize that they trust you because you're there. You're consistently, I know exactly where to find you every single day. And then they're more likely to want to buy your product or service. Not just that, they're going to know what you do. They're going to know you. They're going to know your product. They're going to know your service. And uh, for me, I, I, I have to, I've built this reputation that I'm well-connected. Why? Because I talk to people like Miss St. John every single day and everybody sees it. So building your brand is vitally important if you have a business so that you can keep moving forward. All right, let's talk about your own personal development as you're bringing on guests, as you're becoming a better speaker, as you're putting out more and more episodes. What, what does it do to somebody as they create more and more content? Yeah, so I know when I was a guest on the first few episodes, um, I feel like as a podcast host, I've always done a fairly good job and people have complimented me on it. But as a guest, the first few podcasts I was on, I was like, oh, I, I don't know how well I did. But, you know, over time, you get better and you kind of get into a routine or a groove or you get your story down or your talking points and whatnot. Um, so you definitely, you improve in that regard. And then, yeah, just the, the um, uh, what else? I, yeah, I guess it would, that would be the main thing that I huge confidence boost, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. And what's funny is, um, before I started my podcast, well, and I still do, um, I don't like my voice. I've never liked my voice. It's, <laughs> it's like the one thing about me that I've just always disliked but what's funny is that people have told me they like my voice or that it's like soothing or I don't know but people uh, so it, it's like the thing that you have been the most uh critique you're, yeah, you're self-conscious uh, about right exactly then becomes the thing that actually works and so that, that's been kind of an interesting and uh, something I've had to, I guess, get over and, you know, uh, well, I had to get over that with the first episode I did. I had to get over my, not liking my voice. You just got to let it go, right? right, I'll, right. I'll, share, I'll share a story with you. You know, uh, it's a matter of, of progressively getting better, right? You're, you're not, you're going to suck at the beginning. It's just how it is. Uh, but if you keep coming up, you know, keep taking your swings, keep coming up to bat, you're going to get better and better over time. Uh, James and I used to say, um, and um, okay, after every single sentence. And it, I, and, and it, it became evident when my eight-year-old came up to us and said, dad, <laughs> you know, you say that after every sentence. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. I took it too far. Yeah, so what did we do? We took a, a, a glass vase, we gave it its own microphone, and we got piles of quarters. And as we would talk and listen to each other on the podcast, if I heard him put a filler word, I would drop a coin in the, into the glass jar. Cling, cling. So you hear like in episodes like 40 or 50, somewhere in there, we were literally in the episode, you hear all the clinging from any time we heard each other say, mm, or okay. And it was just progressively getting better. And over time, it went away, right? Because we were actively trying to get better at our craft. You're, you're, it's just going to happen over time uh 2020 there's so many people who opened up their podcast who started their podcast and now you're in texas texas is completely opened up we're getting a lot of that same type of vibe coming into the other states in california as well 
what do you think is going to happen to a lot of these podcasters when they have to go back to the office, when they have to start driving, you know, in their cars again? What do you think is going to happen to to a lot of these shows that started off? So I think on the listener side, it's going to get better because with COVID, the, the listenership actually went down because people didn't have commutes. So I think things will pick up there. But as far as the creator side, you're right. I think uh, people are going to, a lot of podcasts are kind of going to fall off the wagon. Basically pod fade is the Mm -hmm. word for it. Um, Because a lot of people probably started the podcast because they had nothing else to do or, you know, why not? And, but once they have to go back to work full time, if the, if they don't, if during this past year, if they haven't developed some sort of either business around the podcast or extreme passion. Yeah. Then it, yeah. Then it's going to probably fade out. But if they have developed that, then hopefully they'll find the time to continue it. Uh, even with, going back to work or maybe at some point they'll be able to do their podcast or business full time. (laughs) That would be nice, but let's face it for most people, I think it's going to be a work B kids uh, or C the bars are going to open up again and there's going to be your ability to go do something. You're going to be like, Hmm, record my podcast or go out and have fun with my friends. And I think that's where uh, you're going to see some, some of them uh, fall off here. So if people want to avoid pod fade and they want to work with you and they want to get more information uh let our audience know how can they get a hold of you and especially for a listening audience uh you know spell it out for them sure yeah so i do have a podcast production agency it's funny because i started out with no intention of having a podcast long term but then i fell in love with it and i was editing and producing my own podcast and kept getting complimented on how good of a job i was doing so i decided to launch a production agency and we kind of handle the whole back end, the post-production of podcasting, which I've found that most people, it isn't so much the recording even that people have an issue with. It's all the post-production. So um, that's podseam, P-O-D-S-E-A-M.com. But then just to find out more about me, just in general, um, to listen to my podcast, things of that nature. My website is the sarahstjohn.com. Uh, that's Sarah with an H and St. John is S-T-J-O-H-N. I also have um, three books that I give away for free, the PDF version uh, at the sarahstjohn.com forward slash free. And I'm working on a course right now called podcastprofitpro.com. Um, it's not out yet. It's being, so I have a pre-sale price. It's like 80% off now. Um, but that should be coming out here next couple months. Dude, so many cool things. You see what I mean, ladies and gentlemen? It's up to you. Like you literally, what you become what you think about. That was my Instagram post for today. It comes from Earl Nightingale, uh, The Strangest Secret. But you become what you think about all day long. And whatever it is, whether you're holding yourself back with the things that you can't do or the things that you don't own or the things that you don't want to do, that's what you're going to be thinking about all day. That's what you're going to become. Or you can go and step out and try something. Become that podcaster. Start talking about those passions things you love to do. Start talking about the money problems that, I mean, the money problems, the money solutions that you're going to have, the type of person you're going to be. Put it out there in the universe. If you have a business, you better be talking about what you're doing. 
And if you need help, you can always reach out to people like Miss St. John right here to help you with those stuff, those little things that you don't want to do so that you can maintain the passion of the things that you do want to do. Get out there and take action. That's really what it comes down to. You won't know what you're good at until you try something. And yes, at the beginning, you will suck. It will, you will fail. It's part of what happens when you start something new, but you will get better. And as you progressively get better, you're going to find yourself in a happy position. And that's what life is all about. It's about being happy. I wake up every day loving what I do, and I don't think I'll change in, in, in the near future. So when y'all get back to work and y'all go out partying, you can still sign up to the business bros and check us out every day because we'll be here 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every single day. Miss St. John, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Hope you enjoyed it. What do you think? No post-production, by the way. When I hit the end button, it's done. You got <laughs> intros, you got outros, you got video clips, you got all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, lower thirds and banners. What do you think being on the business bros? I loved it. it. It's high energy, and I love how, like, quick and on the spot you are it was awesome <laughs> well good i'm glad I, I i hope uh those of you who are out there listening thinking about starting a podcast find a mentor find somebody that you guys can work with because trust me the learning curve is steep but we can help you push past that all right ladies and gents we'll see you guys next time tomorrow is wednesday hump day we'll see you again peace and we're out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.